just let them all just yeah if you're gonna fire his entire offensive staff either him say that or either that be a concession to him keeping his job or yeah or it being the decision coming from him of yeah i know that i know a change needs to be made i'll make that change you ready I'll be the one to take the fall yeah okay i hit recording already and uh hit that stream button get it over to the other side if you're listening to the podcast, you just got the pregame. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a good show. And three, two, one, go live. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast line and also like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? Uh, you know, Mike, I'm a little sore from uh, all that shoveling I had to do over the past off and on all week with the amount of snow that we got here in the Quad Cities, but uh, looking forward to only having one more round of shoveling, which is going to be done after we get done recording, and then I should be good for a couple of days. Rich, As, you uh, you survived both snowbageddons you had this week? Yeah, survived, and I still went into work. I didn't uh, I didn't use the cop out, or I didn't take I didn't take the advan- the uh, opportunity to. No, I'll stay at home. Did I see that you guys got something like 20 to 30 inches in one week? Yeah, it was a lot. Wow. Wow. We only got like maybe a foot on the ground total. So that's yeah. that's crazy. Um, and then it gets better. Then we go from uh, snowmageddon to uh, cold as heck. Bundle yeah. up because we get the Arctic, an Arctic blast coming through all next week. So uh, we go from... Uh, bundle up and be safe while you're cold to uh what, what, since be safe when you're out shoveling the snow to uh don't go outside because you're gonna die yeah don't go outside because of how cold it is yeah. so so it's no. awesome so so how have you been mike you you, you know what did you... we had two snow days this week i did what i was supposed to do those two days and uh yeah it's been great like it's been a good week um got to spend some good time with the kids um and uh hang out with the wife and um i got cinnamon rolls waiting for me upstairs when we're done with the show so it'll be a good day Ooh, it, that that leads right into a, a good discussion point for our uh, our poll question this week yeah so we're, we're going to talk that. about that we'll talk about cinnamon rolls and other stuff uh as well as uh you know rich we didn't do it last week but we do have to talk about nhl and nba standings hopefully we get to that as there's lots of discussion to be made uh elsewhere speaking of which what are those other discussions we have to make this week you know mike we're gonna be talking some football we got to talk about the ncaa national championship we i don't even think mike that we gave a prediction of who we thought would win that national championship game so we'll we did talk through it and uh we got to look back we got to look we got a wild card weekend yeah. uh to talk through this week as uh we're going to be seeing a lot of football um the weather i i think the weather if you were picking a uh, a lock or an upset for these matchups i think the weather would have to be your lock of the week oh 100 yeah it, as a lock of the week but all right mike so uh a lot to talk about hopefully we won't get into too many rants or soapbox moments but i got a feeling we will but uh mike all that more but what do we got to do first buddy we got to
Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. So, Rich, um, before we get into the sports side, we already said yep. uh, we're going to talk cinnamon rolls with our uh, poll question. So, uh, go ahead and... Let's start with this week's poll question. Fruity Pebbles versus Cocoa Pebbles. Where do you vote, Rich? Uh, Mike, I went with Fruity Pebbles. Um, we didn't get this cereal too often when growing up, but it was always just what you, whether it was the off-brand Fruity Pebbles or the name-brand Fruity Pebbles. This was just one of those cereals for me that when I started when I would start eating it between how I pour my bowl of cereal, which is the cereal first and then the milk, and then because I'll have leftover milk at the end. You mean the, only, the end. only right way to eat it. Okay. Because I'll have leftover milk at the end because I don't like drinking milk as is, just as a as a beverage. Yep. I'd have to get more cereal. Yep. Because of how dense Fruity Pebbles is, that would lead to having to do almost three bowls at a minimum like three bowls before i could get all the milk used up so that resulted in almost only a quarter worth of the bowl of the box still being left over after i got done eating that one meal but i i just like the taste of fruity pebbles over cocoa pebbles I, i like fruit over chocolate um you know i can i can dig that uh i actually am a Cocoa Pebbles guy, I think, and I voted for Cocoa Pebbles. The reason is, at the end of it, you get chocolate milk. You do, you do get chocolate milk, and I think chocolate milk is. If I were to be a, if I drank milk as a beverage, I think chocolate milk would probably taste better than the fruity pebbles milk. Yeah, um, so with that, we had (laughs) seventeen votes this week, Rich. Nice. Eleven of them. Voted for Fruity Pebbles. Six voted for Cocoa Pebbles. So let's give the the losing side uh, a shout-out first. Uh, me, Pam Hendricks, Debbie Washburn, Sue Hart, Faith Leatherman, and Mikey Roderer. You guys all voted for Cocoa Pebbles, probably because you, you, like me, want the chocolate at the end. These are your Fruity Pebble fans. Kayla Nilsson, Jordan Stroop. Solomon Stroop, Greg Sackerson, Josh Hendricks, Danielle Hart, Michael Sable, Rich Hendricks, Ashley Lindquist, Josh Couture, and Ken Moreland. Okay, I, I have one more. I forgot one more thing for the Fruity Pebbles vote as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, I, I've also made um, Rice Krispie Treats with Fruity Pebbles, and those are very tasty as well. Now I want to make Rice Krispie treats with cocoa pebbles, but I want to make this. I want to make scotcharoo. I want to make scotcharoos with cocoa pebbles. Okay, or you could just use the uh, chocolate Rice Krispie treats. Or chocolate Rice Krispie. Either way. Yeah. But all right. So so Mike, we we teased with uh, with you saying that you've got cinnamon rolls waiting for you for breakfast when you get upstairs. Yeah. After recording here, so this week, Mike, we're gonna go with cinnamon rolls versus 
Pop-Tarts for our breakfast. Man, you know, I this one, this I, I know where I'm voting on this one. It's going to be, it'll be fun. Okay, Rich, with that, let's head out of poll question land and head into uh, talking about the national NCAA national championship for football. Yeah, so this week's, uh, this year it was Michigan versus the Washington Huskies. Michigan dominated that game 34 to 14, winning their first title in 26 years. Yeah. But there, do you think that, that this, um, I guess, title could be tainted with the cheating allegations that Harbaugh got? Got, got levied against him. Not only do I think this is a tainted super or tainted national championship, I predict within five years it will be uh, it will be vacated. Hmm. It will be another time where we don't have a national champion because they'll just vacate it. Yeah, but it's still going to mean something to the kids. It's obviously. Are, are they going to be forced to turn in their championship rings? No. No. The school buys those for the kids. Yeah. Are they going to be, like, is that going to lower their draft draft prospects? Probably not. No. But here's the thing. But, there was enough evidence to suspend, uh, to suspend Jim Harbaugh for a quarter of the season. How is it not going to be uh, vacated in general then? Like that's yeah, my I, that's my question. I, I think eventually it will. So the trophy will have to be put away, taken out of Michigan's trophy case. But I mean, it's not going to stop any of the players that played on that team from saying, "I was a national champion in in twenty twenty four in twenty twenty three." Totally agree. Or even or even Jim Harbaugh taking that off his resume. I coached the national championship team. But uh, I, I'm sure that we we talked about it, and I mean, I know I didn't read a, a lot into a lot of these. Well, what what all went into their cheating scandal or anything? But from what little I remember of it now is that it was surprising to me that they were doing it to such low level teams like Central Michigan or Western Michigan. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, it's like why why would you go to all these troubles to get these? steal these signs or have somebody cross the line as far as how they were doing their advanced scouting to where they were dressed up in the opposite team's apparel and somehow made their way onto the field, their feet onto the sidelines to look at, to look at these signs. But why are you, this seems like this would be the type of measures that you'd want to take for a division game that you know, that's going to look good on your resume for the playoffs, like an Ohio state or a Penn state, I, I totally agree. Here's my here's my question about it though. Okay? Okay. Do you is it one of those things that you have to win the game? Like there's not an option at that point. You have to win these games, right? Yeah. And if you don't win these games, then that's where the problem's going to be. And if that's if you don't win, you you're in serious trouble. Like that, it, if you don't win a game against Central Michigan, the likelihood is is that you're going to have problems uh, with uh, 
with your ranking system. They're going to look at you and say, well, you don't deserve to be first. You lost to Central Michigan. How do you lose to Central Michigan? Well, yeah. Um, I, I, I would think that you wouldn't need to take those measures against teams like that theori- if you have national championship aspirations. Theoretically, I, I think you're accurate. I don't think you should have to take those measures. I don't think they had to anyway. In general, I think they have a great team. I think they have a good coaching staff. I think they understand the game well enough that this was pointless. But the fact of the matter is, is that they did. So, yeah. Um, but, if, but if anything, I mean, if, if uh, at least with Harbaugh serving that suspension, if he decides to go back to the NFL, at least they know that they have good assistant coaches that they can elevate to the head role with the interim coach doing so well in the Elbaugh's absence during yeah. that three-game suspension leading into, um, especially with them getting being at the helm of the Ohio State game, which got them the number one ranking and into the top four for the college football playoff. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Um, but I, I, I don't know at this point. Um, I, I think... It, Harbaugh, I, at first it looked like it was inevitable that Harbaugh was leaving anyway. So, what's the, what was the harm? But I think that it's gonna. I think he's gonna stay now. It sounds like they're they're wanting him back. They're happy with what's going on. Three months ago, if you would have told me Harbaugh was gonna be coaching in Michigan next fall, I would have said you're crazy. Like, how's he gonna do that? Now I'm looking at it like I don't I don't know that he's gonna leave Michigan. Why would you leave Michigan at this point? Because you don't want to be. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's still gonna get the type of NFL money coaching in the you know, coaching bar in college. But yeah, he might even make more. Yeah, but he could be the one that has to shepherd the program through the program through the. NCAA penalties that he put himself in, that, yep. that he put the team through. Yep. And maybe he doesn't want to be, he could go to the NFL. He nope. could be the one to go to the NFL instead. But if anything, him winning the national championship does give him an out because he can say that I came to Michigan and accomplished my goal, which was to bring them a national championship. Now I'm going to go back to the NFL and finish my work there. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that's, that's the goal. But man, I, yeah, by all means, it could be hard to turn down Michigan's money, knowing that, and probably in Michigan, he's got a lot of lot more job security than he would up in the NFL. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, there, along the lines of college football, Nick Saban stepped away from the University of Alabama. Age of seventy-two, he stepped away, citing that he couldn't honestly. Answer. It became increasingly more difficult to answer the question on the recruiting trail of, "Will you be here in two to three years while my son is playing for you?" Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. That shocked me. That might have sh- like you. You had a question, uh, and and we're gonna address what's the biggest shock in the NFL uh, coaching carousel this year. This to me is probably the biggest question in the coaching anything that I like I did not expect that at all yeah, I, but I, res- I really respect his reasoning 
Oh, I totally obviously at seventy-two years old, it wouldn't surprise me at all if you're if you're going into an eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old's home to recruit them to come to Alabama, and the mom or even the kid is saying, "How much more long are you planning to coach?" Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. Um, I I just I don't. Mm. It, for me, it's hard because I expect that. Like I, I think he's he like I think if he wanted to. He could last another 10 years if he wanted to. But but the hard part, the, the thing that I would say, and this is for me, in my mindset, okay. looking at the situation, I think the better way to handle it, the better outcome for him probably would have been if he said, hey, you're right. This year, not going to do it. Or this year, I like basically stop your recruiting now say hey i'm not i'm not announce now that it's going to be five years before you like or three years give give a leeway i think that's the better way to do it with his rationale because with his rationale for him to say when parents said are you when parents ask that question it's harder for me here's the problem that i have with that if you're using that as your rationale three years ago Three years ago, a guy asked you that. Mm-hmm. He's sitting looking to go into his junior year if he did a red shirt. If he's a if he started as a true freshman, then he's going into his last year of eligibility. And you're going to say, well, yeah, I told you three years ago that I'm going to be here fi- in five years. Like, if if that's what you did, right now you've made yourself the liar to those guys. Because you don't want to lie to current recruits. And the, and again, then the hard part becomes, well, is the only way to get current recruits to come to say, hey, I'm retiring? What about the, the current class of recruits? That's where the transfer portal comes in because, because you decided to step down. Now they can go into the transfer portal. Just like it would be if Saban was to be fired or move on to a different job. Yeah, but but again, if your argument, if that argument says we we had to, like, if your argument is, hey, this is what what's going on, but that's that that the transfer portal will always be there. Yep. If you said to a class today, yeah, I'll be here. The transfer portal will be here when you leave next year or in two years or in three years or in four years, whenever you leave. So I think the better way for him to have done it would have been to retire, to announce his retirement and it make it three to five years from now. Yeah. And, or, and you can also say that, yeah, I'm, I may not be here for all five or five years of your college career. But Coach So and So is going to be is already in place, and he's going to be my successor. Yeah, if that's gonna if that's gonna be your argument, that's how I think you should do it. Um, but again, I I understand uh, his I understand why he did it the way he did, and I'm okay with yeah. it. Yeah, um, and I, I also remember him saying that you know that the if you're thinking about retirement law hard enough, that means you're already retired. Yeah, that's true too, and he said that multiple times. So, um, Rich, you do have a note that uh, that Washington's. Uh, 
Washington Kellen DeBoer, yeah. the uh, head coach of the Washington Huskies, has already been tabbed as his replacement. Man. So they're hiring the hot hand yeah. to come in for Saban. But I think that's going to be a tough a, a tough job to fill, no matter who they got. I was surprised that it wasn't an in-house candidate where you could at least keep some of the recruits that were there in-house that Saban recruited. And if Saban's top lieutenant that was on the current Alabama stuff just didn't work out, then you could clean house and go outside outside of the house. Yeah, outside. I'm to hire an outside candidate after that. I totally agree with you on that. Then okay. you're not the one replacing. Then you're, the coach you hire isn't the one hiring, isn't replacing Nick Saban, a Hall of Fame coach. I, so I'm going to reach back to my way back machine. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, we okay. had. A, uh, I grew up Catholic, and the priest that baptized me at the church that we were at for most of my growing up life to a certain point um most of i say um the guy that that baptized me was that priest when he retired after 20 years when he left he was at the church that we we were attending for like 20 years okay it was less than a year that the person that replaced him was there why because he's not the person that these guys loved for the last 20 years he does things differently he had a different attitude, and so after that time, so they the 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 people rejected him, and I don't think I understand why. I don't think it was rightful. I don't think it was the best reasoning, but they did, and so then they get a new priest, and that priest then is allowed to stay there for I think he stayed there for ten fifteen years. So the difference is, it, and 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 why am I bringing that up? Saban's been in Alabama for like 10 years now. No, it was like 26 years, I think it was. Okay, 26 years. Saban's been there for 26 um, years. Was it, at least long time, I'm trying to think. When did he get fired in Miami? I don't remember. I thought I mean, he, but he's been there at least 20 years. It can't be 20 years because be. uh, uh, Tebow, he was there with Tebow, wasn't he? Well, Tebow went to Florida, Mike. Oh, wait. Then... I'll look it up. Keep keep going. But either way, um, okay. All right. He uh, he started at the Alabama back in '07. Okay, so it's not 20 years, but just under 20 years. Yeah. Um. So so he's been there that long. Alabama loves him. Alabama expects great things. Kellen is walking into a terrible situation. I would not have taken that job. I would. I personally, I would have taken the job because I know that in three years you're going to fire me anyway. So I would, have, for me, looking at it, if they want to pay me 1.6 million dollars to fail for the next three years, so that you can build a case to say, hey, we want to bring bring in Kellen DeBoer, uh, DeBorber. Uh, sure, that's how you do it. I'll do terrible. You're going to fire me anyway in three to five in two to three years. And I make a few million dollars. You, I'll make sure that my contract says that you're going to pay out whatever I want. Like what you're going to pay out one point, whatever million dollars afterwards. So I make a total of like $10 million on a three-year contract uh, that you're stuck on. And uh, see ya. That way, when it's time for whoever the next person is can come in 
and they're like, well, at least he's not that guy. That Mike Hart, that guy sucked. Yeah, or the guy after that, or the guy after that. Yeah, the whenever he coaches two, three, and four after Saban aren't going to be. He's not Nick Saban. He's no Nick Saban. I think. I think two, three, uh, two will be two. Two could be the magic number. You, but being so the guy immediately three, after so number three, you won't hear the talk of he's no Nick Saban. You <laughs> might, but you. I don't think. You, I don't think it will be as pronounced. Which is gotcha. And I think even two could be that way. Because your first guy is always going to be compared to Nick Saban. That's always going to happen. Your second guy, well, you had a buffer. And that buffer is the guy that gets compared to Nick Saban. And now you have a guy that, okay, what's going on here? And that's where that's where I think that, that decrease comes. Let's move on because we still haven't gotten to week 18. And we're at 23 minutes in this show, Rich. And we, we still have the Bears to talk about. We do. We have the Bears here in review still. So all right. So week number eighteen, uh, the Buccaneers locks of the week. Mikey took the Buccaneers over the Panthers. Surprisingly, this was a game. This was a game of field position and field goals as the Buccaneers won nine to zero, uh, improving your mark to twelve and six. Mike, I picked the Cowboys over the Commanders. Cowboys won thirty-eight to ten. At least yeah. ending my year with a win on locks. Yep. Uh, but I but I still finished below five hundred with eight and ten. Mike held the upsets too. Rich for upsets of the week. Uh, I picked the Cardinals over the Seahawks. The Seahawks pulled it off, dropping me down to nine and nine. Seahawks won twenty-one to twenty. By the way, look how close that came to being a real yeah. upset. Boom. Um, the Giants. You picked the Giants over the Eagles. The Giants won twenty-seven to ten. Drop, uh, bringing you up to 11-7 and seven on the year. We got to talk about those Eagles in just a second. Yep. Finally, Rich, the Bears played the Packers in Green Bay. As terrible of a game as it was, the Bears were in it the whole game. As the Bears lost to the Packers, Packers win 17-9. to nine. We both picked the Bears. We both dropped to 9-8 and eight on the year. Yes, and the Bears finished with... Finished with a final record of seven and ten. They get draft picks number one and nine. So, Mike, before we get into talking about what the Bears did um, this week, with a lot of with a lot of teams evaluating their coaching staffs for next year, let's first talk about our NFL preseason predictions. Yep. All right, Mike. So, let's start with the. The NFC. So, Mike, you said that the Cowboys would win. I said that the Eagles would take that division. You got that one right. Uh, we both got this North wrong, as we both said the Vikings would win it. The Lions ended up winning. Neither of us got the South, as the Buccaneers were your division winner. I said the Falcons. You went with the Saints. And we both got the West right, as we both said the Niners would win that division, and they did. Wild cards. Mike, you got one of the three wild cards. As you said, it would be the Eagles, the Bears, and the Seahawks. I did not get any wild cards as I put the Cowboys, the Lions, and the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Rich, in the preseason for the AFC, uh, we both picked the Bills in the East. That pull that went correctly. We both picked the Bengals. Uh, the Ravens ended up pulling it off, mostly probably because of uh, injuries, I would say. Uh, the Texans pulled off the South. You and I picked the Jags and the Titans. You picked the Jags. I picked the Titans. Uh, we both picked the Chiefs in the West. 
that came through by the hair of their chinny chin chin. And then mm-hmm. finally, uh, in the wild cards, Rich, I got one wild card correct. You got none as we picked the Chargers, the Jets, and um, you picked the Ravens and I picked the Dolphins. Now, the Ravens are in the playoffs, so I will give you credit for that one as you got one of the wild cards correct. You just didn't get that they were in the wild card. Uh, and I got the Dolphins making it. The Your... your uh, wild card in the AFC are the Browns, Dolphins, and Steelers. Um, Rich, pre-season AFC matchup, you picked the Bengals over the Chargers. I got bad news for you, Rich. Oh, I know. It it was bad. uh, There were some good expectations. Oh, there were. uh, Yeah, yeah. Them Chargers. And I think if the Bengals don't... if, If... the Cincinnati the Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt. Yep, they probably could have made the playoffs at least as a wild card. They almost made it as a wild card. They, they did. Almost. They they almost pulled it off. Um, as such, they didn't. So neither one of those is going to happen. I picked the Chiefs over the Jets. The Jets did not make it. Uh, so Rich, now we have. Uh, now you have to pick pre postseason. How are you going to get the postseason? A, what, what are you looking at for the AFC championships? Well, Mike, I think that the uh, the Buffalo Bills are playing football, to, uh, a good football at the right time as they're entering the playoffs really hot. And that AFC, if the AFC has to go through Buffalo, that's going to be a lot of cold weather games. Yeah. Um, two feet so of, potentially two feet of snow this week. Yeah. So I'm... I wish I wish that uh, Buffalo had a better ground game. Yep, but they don't. But I'm so I'm gonna go with the red hot team, and I'm gonna go with the Bills over the Ravens. You know, I don't mind that as a pick, uh, and I hope that for the Bills because I'd love to see the Bills in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I am going to pick the Chiefs over the Ravens, uh, which means that uh, yeah, that's I okay. hope that happens, Rich. Over on the NFC side, you said the Niners over the Cowboys. How do you feel about that, and is that where you're going? I'm going to stick with it. The Cowboys have played really well at home. They get two home playoff games as long as they win, which I think they can. And the Niners, I think, are the are the team to beat in the NFC, so I'm going to stick with it that they can make it to the Super Bowl. Mike, you went with the Cowboys over the Vikings. The Vikings didn't make the playoffs. So who is your new... Uh, NFC championship prediction. I'm going to stay with the Cowboys, and I'm going to say they okay. win, and I'm going to stay with the NFC North, and I'm going to say the Lions. All right. I'm, I was having a little bit of hard time trying to figure out if the Lions could make it to the NFC championship with, game with the way the bracket falls. But I don't know if there is a combination of wins and losses where that can happen. But we'll go with it. I think but we'll go with it. Um. So, Mike, that leads a Super Bowl, Mike, to be you have that would make make the Chiefs versus the Cowboys. Who wins that game, Mike? In Las Vegas, Chiefs over Cowboys. Uh, the Chiefs versus the Cowboys. If I'm, you, I, I'm gonna go Chiefs. All right. and, and that's so what I, I said at the beginning of the year. That's yeah. You did. Uh, so, Mike, um, I put the 49ers winning the Super Bowl, and I'm going to keep with it. But instead of beating the Bengals, they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. So we alluded how we were going to make our uh, preseason, our pre-postseason predictions. Let's get into the wild card weekend. So on by this week, uh, due to being number one seeds are the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. So make the first game of the day. Rich, I got to change my uh, thing. Oh, okay. Who, who are you going to go with? Um... So it can't, it cannot be Detroit versus Dallas because if Detroit wins and if Dallas wins, they play each other in the next round. Yes. So it will be San Francisco. It'll be it'll be Dallas over San Francisco. Sorry, I just Dallas over San Francisco. I had to look at the bracket real quick, and yeah, it would be Dallas over San Francisco is going to be my my prediction. All right, so Mike, as you know, so Wild Card Weekend, our first game of the day is today over on NBC, yep. where the Cleveland Browns will take on the Houston Texans. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick the Browns. They seem okay. to just be winning stuff today. All right, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns as well. The Texans are a good story. You'd love to see them pull off a victory How and keep, their, yeah, that would be keep it going. Um, the Browns just seem like a, almost like a team of destiny right now. And with Joe Flacco coming off the couch and finding ways to get them put, get them football wins, even if he commits three turnovers. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Rich, the second game today, I'm not going to watch because I ain't paying for Ke- Peacock. I think it's stupid. No, I'm that not going to play for, uh, there's for a, Peacock either. Like I'm not. I think it's stupid that. There is a that you have to pay for a specific streaming service uh, to, for a playoff game. I don't think Amazon should get it. I don't think Peacock should be allowed to do it. I think it should either be on, it should be on something that you can get with it with a standard subscription of something. Uh, but uh, it's Dolphins over Chiefs. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. All right, Mike. Um, it's going to be a cold day. That, yeah, this is the one where I probably have the least confidence in. If we were going to give confidence points, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I know that Miami has a history of never playing well in the cold weather, but it's going to be cold for both teams, yeah. and so it's going to be a it could be a field position and a, a matchup where you're going to want to keep the ball on the ground. And Miami's got a good ground attack. They do. I I don't mind that. Uh, Rich, the Steelers versus the Bills, CBS first game tomorrow. What do you got? I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. The same. Yeah. Tim. Cowboys, Packers, this is the end of the road for the Packers. Yeah, no matter who was going to be going into Dallas, I was going to pick Dallas because of how dominant they've been at home. Okay, Lions over or Lions versus Rams. I said over Rams because that's what I think is going to happen. This is another game where if we were doing confidence points, I think that this, this would probably be my second matchup. Yeah. Second least confident pick. But I'm going to go with the Lions. The Lions have played well at home, but it's still the Rams are playing good football at the right time of year as well. Yep. And finally, Mike, over on ESPN ABC, it'll be the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. The Eagles were the hot team at the beginning of the year up until like week, what, 12? Yeah. We both had them as, as number one on our on our, uh, on our our on our stuff at week 12. And since then, they have plummeted. Uh, I'm picking the Bucks. The Bucks are doing well right now. Yeah, I, I would have 
I feel a little more confident in the Bucks if they had put up more points on the board against the Panthers. Yeah. But the Eagles between not their offensive identity just not having one just falling apart and injuries to the wrong people. I think I got to go with the Buccaneers. Jalen Hurts has got one wrong kick could knock Jalen Hurts out of the game with that with that injured uh, finger, and uh, they've lost AJ Brown with a sprained knee. Yep, that's their best receiver. Okay, let's go into the week. Eighteen means the Monday afterwards is always Black Monday, where we see coaches fired. That's right. So, pre- so during the middle of the year, we have Brandon Stanley of the Chargers, the Raiders letting go of Josh McDaniel, and the Panthers letting go of Frank Reich. So, Mike, who were the coaches that lost their jobs come Monday? So, or during the week? Yep. During the, during week. the week, we saw the Atlanta Falcons fire Arthur Smith, the Commanders fire Ron Rivera, the Titans fired Mike Grable, Seattle got rid of Pete Carroll, and. In some way, shape, or form, Bill Belichick is now leaving the Patriots. Uh, we don't know whether... They, the problem is, the way that they've done things, we don't know if it's a mutual decision, or if it's a firing, or if it's a Bill Belichick solely leaving. Either way, he, Bill Belichick is out of New England. So, the first question of the week of these jobs, which is the most desirable job to you? Ooh, the most desirable job to me. And I think I'm going to change what I said earlier, I think. I don't remember what I said earlier. I don't remember either. Um, this is a tough one, but I think that I think I would go with Atlanta on this one. There's some pieces in place on that offense that with B. John Robinson, Derek Drake London, and a, and a solid defense, and Kyle Pitts, and a solid defense that improved this year, I think that they maybe they can be a quarterback away, whether it's drafting one or signing as a free agent, that you can, you can take that division, you can uh, set, your, set yourself up to win that division every single year. Yeah, so I, I'm actually going to say the Chargers. You're saying okay. you're saying they're a quarterback away in Atlanta. Guess who has a great quarterback? Guess who has a great team? I think the biggest problem in LA is there, it, there's two big problems, two massive yeah. problems for the Chargers. One, they are a team without a home. That is correct. A lot of they're, they're having problems putting butts in the seats and in the when it's a Chargers home game, and when they do, it's often the opposing fans. And, and even beyond that, that's not their stadium. They did not, not. They didn't build that stadium. They're renting that stadium. The Rams built that stadium. That is a Rams home stadium. It is not. So even even if it, it like yes, the Rams are having similar problems, but the Rams built that. That is their home. The Chargers are just renting it. So that's the that's the number one problem overall. The number two problem for the Chargers this year, coaching. And I think Brandon Staley is was the problem this year. Um and has been the last couple of years. Uh I think if you get a good head coach, you get a Bill Belichick, you get a Pete Carroll, you get one of those guys down into the Chargers, two year 
I I say next year they're in the playoffs. Two years they're looking at at contending for a Super Bowl. Okay, I mean, the only problem that I see with the Chargers and why I didn't select them is that Herbert's not on that rookie deal anymore. That's like, all right. He's, he's he's been paid, so you've got to when you're filling out that roster, you got to maneuver around his contract to fit everybody else in around the salary. But Rich, back in the day, with the Patriots, Bill Belichick had terrible terrible like like the what they were paying everybody not even i mean even though even though um tom brady was taking hometown discounts bill belichick was still taking lower tiered at the time at the beginning of the season at least no named wide receivers and made that team into a great team he just needs a great quarterback and what's if bill belichick goes to san diego or sorry la with the chargers what does he have? He's a he's great got the quarterback. He's got he the quarterback he needs. He can make the rest work. Okay. Because of how much we talked about other things before getting to the coaching news, we won't speculate or make little predictions on who we think could fill those jobs. The only yeah. job right now that has been filled is Jared Mayo, Gerard Mayo, taking over for Bill Belichick as there was a clause in his contract that said that he would be the heir apparent to Belichick once the move happened. Yeah, so, it's so the Patriots job is no longer open. Yep. Um finally Rich, which is the least desirable on this uh on this list? Least desirable, Mike. I would almost for me it's between the Raiders and the Panthers. Okay. And I So I'm I I'm going to go with the Raiders because I almost think that Mike Davis just has unrealistic expectations for this team. Yep. So I think that you could so I don't think that this team would ever commit to a rebuild. So you could actually build the team up from the ground up and give have sustainable sustainable success. Yeah. And so I don't know if you would have a full leash to fully build the team the way you would want to build it because yep. he wants to see winning football. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, I w- I'm I'll take the Panthers just to spotlight how terrible that that location is. Um, they are already destroying Bryce Young. Um and man, I I don't know. I and you got an owner that'll fire you. Yeah, you, you, that has a short temper. You have a you have a terrible owner. You have a terrible front office. You're never gonna get anywhere. You got a year to. You got a year. You got a year to get your your position in play and make your team look good. And if you don't do or that, at least better than the better than the last guy. And if you don't do that within a year. We've always talked about that. In general, it takes two to three years for a team to for a, for a coach to get his get everything in order and to get the team doing what they, he wants them to do. You're never going to get that much time in in Carolina. It's never going to happen. It sucks. Don't go there. Um, okay. Now, finally, uh, we didn't see a head coach lo- move in Chicago. Uh, and uh, they, but they did get rid of their offensive coordinators, their quarterback coach, and their receiving coach. If I remember, I don't remember yeah. all the way. Yeah, I think it was the receiving coach. Um, but uh, Matt Eberflus survived. Yeah. So, Mike, you, you've said multiple times on the show, fire everybody, yep. fire everybody, let them all go. Is that still your stance on the Bears? As uh, far as did they make the right call? Oh, they also got rid of their uh, 
their running back coach. Okay. So basically anybody that was coaching the Bears on the offensive side of the ball is looking for a new job. Rich, I gave you – so little inside baseball. Rich and I kind of – if you were here – if you're listening to the podcast, you heard some of the last bits of this as Rich and I gave some quick conversations about it. Uh, you got the last minute of it. Um, but – if not, if you're listening in on Facebook or watching, and if you're watching on YouTube, you got that last minute too. Uh, but if you're listening on Facebook only, uh, you're gonna, you didn't get it. We're gonna talk about it. But I actually found some stats and gave them to Rich to help against what I'm gonna say here. And I think they needed to fire Matt Eberflus. I think the team is on fire. I think the team deserves. I, I think nothing. And here's the big deal. Um, so the stats that I gave you, Rich, and, and I'm just will be transparent. I I found this page and I loved it. I think it's great, uh, and it gives you a bunch of stats. So let's I'll let you go through the stats real quick. Once we go through those stats, I want to talk about some things about it and why I think the decision that was made was the wrong one. Okay. Um. So so I guess Mike, I'll, I'll start with the obvious one, Mike. Did they win just by wins and losses? Did they improve from year one to year two? Yes. Yes. And you also just said that it takes two to three years for a new head coach to put their system in place to start building that culture. How many years has Matt Eber Blues had? He said two. He's had two. Okay. That's fine. I'll give you that. You Okay. So, Mike, we'll start with me where their, their total defensive rank. They ranked number 16 on defense. Okay. Um, I mean, Matt Eberflus is a defensive – came over at, from, as, from being a defensive coordinator and is a defensive guru. Why should I be surprised that they're the first team in the bottom half I guess they're the they're the last team on the top half. They are the last team on the top half of the uh, uh, of the of the league. Last team, by the way, on the top half. Okay, rushing stats. They were number two. They were the number two overall for rushing yards in a game. This is one of those that really does hurt my argument. But then I realize who, who is making play calls. Lou Getze. Oh. The guy that they let go. Oh. So Lou Getze, the guy that you let go is making the play calls, and he's the he's the one calling these. By the way, that you also your number one rusher was your quarterback. And he was out for half the season. I'm sorry. If the offense is doing that well and your head coach isn't coaching them, isn't play calling, isn't managing it, lets the entire play calling and all of that be handled by Lou Getz, why does he get the benefit of how good they did but doesn't get the punishment for how bad they did, they were? Okay. Third down percent, but at the same time, like you're arguing about, he, he wasn't the one calling the plays. 
I mean, not every head coach is the play caller. You have some coaches that are more of a CEO type coach okay. and, and let their coordinators be the ones to call the games up until, was it week five or six? His defensive coordinator was the one calling the defensive plays. Yep, you're right. And I'm again, I'm not I'm not upset about that. But my problem is when he's turning everything over to his offensive coordinator, you can't give him the credit for yeah. number two overall yards rushing or number twelve overall in third down percentage. Yeah, or, that was the next one. Or yeah, that was the next one I was going to give you. This. You can't do it. If he doesn't get the if he doesn't get the blame for their win loss percentage, then he can't get the credit for number two overall the the stats in the in the on the offensive side. Do I find it amazing that they were number two overall in yards rushing this year? Yeah, I do. Does it change my mind? Makes it real. It makes it a great argument. But yeah, the other but side overall, of it. I mean, I I thought that they that they probably should have retained him because of how the team improved okay. overall from year from year one to to now. Because year one was a complete teardown. Yeah, you could have you could have put. I don't think there would have been any coach that could have turned that team in year the team that he was given in year one and into a winning record where they wouldn't fall to be the number one overall pick. Okay. Um, and so I think he need, I think he deserved more time. But the thing is, now that they're almost pitting themselves into a situation that you're st- he's now, you almost got to give him an additional two to three more years because you're not going to be able to get a good coordinator. You're not going to be able to get good support coaches to come in and join his staff if they think that in a year they're going to be looking for another job again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, you do need to eventually build up, build up a stability in the coaching staff as a whole, even if you're going to be getting new offensive or defensive coordinators every single year, uh, every couple of years, because the, the, those units are underachieving. Yeah. And, but but again, at some point, it has to the buck has to stop with the the head coach, and also uh, when it comes to that stuff, doesn't um, when it comes to the head coach, isn't he the one that puts those positions in in place? He is, and Getsy was his guy. That's who he wanted to be his offensive coordinator. So. If you're telling me, so one, so again, back to my argument, if yeah. you're saying, number one, he doesn't get the, the, the blame for it, and number two, he doesn't get, the, then, but he still gets the credit, but he also made the bad decision of making that guy his offensive coordinator. Or letting him stick around as, as, as long as he did. I think, I think the, not the logic is not following, but I can understand it. I'm not mad at it as much as I was two weeks ago. All right. I still yeah, think they good. need to fire so, everybody, but but yeah, so far the Bears have uh, interviewed Shane Walden, uh, Shane Walden of the formerly of the Seahawks, and uh, I think it's Liam Cohen, okay. the uh, who's currently the Kentucky offensive coordinator, 
Yeah, but worked for the Rams before Ooh. going back to going to the college ranks. I got a fun question. Okay. Not that I think it'll happen, but if uh, Eric Bieniemy doesn't end up getting a job with a head coaching job, as yeah. a head coaching job, would you want him as our offensive coordinator? Oh yeah, I, I think he'd be a good addition as an offensive coordinator. I don't, I don't know if I would want to wait to see. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to wait to hire an offensive coordinator if there was an off chance that I could get him. But, the but yeah, if he's available, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would totally offer him to be the assistant quarter, the assistant coach offensive coordinator position similar to what he had in Washington this year. Well, and and likelihood is is that he will not be in, well, he either will be head coach in Washington or he won't be in Washington. Because normally when a head coach gets fired, everybody under him gets fired. So, he should be available. And if nobody picks him up as a head coach, he's going to be somebody's offensive coordinator. Why not Chicago? Yeah, I, I can totally agree with that. Why not I think Chicago? Also be looking at, I think they could also be looking at plucking somebody from um, San Francisco, as I, they've also looked into a, to interview Mike uh, Kubiak as a uh, as a possible offensive coordinator type. The other side of my argument with with B enemy, uh, if you want, I mean, man, that's where I want to go. Anyway, we'll leave it alone. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, if I do the if if we do hire Eric Bieniemy, I would put in his contract that he's the next head. Like I would do the same thing that the Patriots did and have that in his contract uh, and ready to go. Okay, let's do a quick standing. We're at fifty-two minutes. We got enough time. We'll do a quick okay. standing on uh, the NBA and NHL as we've been needing to do it since Christmas break. Basically, um, Rich, let's go with the NBA first. You uh, you tell me, actually. I'm, I'll just give you uh, the standings. Wow, I'm looking at it. Um, so it's the Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Pacers, Cavaliers, Knicks, Heat, Magic, Bulls, Nets, Hawks, Raptors, Hornets, Wizards, and Pistons. Pistons, by the way, three wins on the year. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think we hit on that last week, saying that they were, yeah. wow, how do you go a month without winning a game? So, Mike, I, I was trying to keep all those teams together, and I think the only team that I didn't hear, that we didn't equally list on both of our both of our lists, um, you put the Hawks as being a playoff team. If the season ended today, would they be a playoff team? <coughs> Correct, they would not be. And I put the Brooklyn Nets. Would they be a playoff team? They would not be. Okay. And I think that the with the way that we listen our teams of being the Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Cavs, Sixers, Knicks, and Pacers, I think all those pe- all those teams are in a, in the position to be in the top ten and make the playoffs. Correct. Uh, it's the top eight. Or okay. Top well, no, you got top nine. Nine and ten. Nine and ten make the um, okay. Make the play-in tournament. Though. So, if nine and ten make the playoff tournament, then it would be then actually the Nets are in the playoff turn play-in tournament. Um, okay. They would play the Bulls. 
All right, Mike. Um, so give the top 10 teams in the Western Conference. In the Western Conference, you got the Timberwolves. You have the Thunder. You have the Nuggets. The okay. Clippers. The Kings. The Mavericks. The Pelicans. The Suns. The Rockets. And the Jazz. Okay. So, um... So going through those teams, I, Mike, I got to applaud you as you did put the Thunder as a, was one of your playoff teams. Yep. By the way, they're as number I was two. Surprised. I number know. Two. I was I, when when you made that pick of all, they're going to be my eighth team. I was kind of like scratching my head. I was like, mm, I don't know about that one. Uh, but one team I don't think I heard was the Warriors, a team that we both have listed. Uh, yeah, they're they're at twelfth right now. Okay. And the other team that we both put on here was the Grizzlies. They are 13th. Okay. And, and Rich the for you, I have, yeah. the Lakers are 11th. Okay. That, that, that was just about to ask about the Lakers. And where are the Mavericks? They were one of the teams that I listed. Yeah, they, they're at six. So they were they were listed as. They would be. Yep. Yeah. All right, Mike. So I put that my uh, my preseason NHL pick would be the Suns over the Bucks. You put the Nuggets over the Bucks. Are you still feeling good? Actually, I'm feeling better about it as um, the the Nuggets are third and the Bucks are second. So I feel good. Okay. So Mike, going over the, to the NHL real quick, uh, the Atlantic Division. Um, you said the Maple Leafs. I said the Bruins. Who are the Who is the current the leader? The current leader is the Bruins. The Leafs are in third. Okay, so the Leafs would still make the playoffs as you take the top three teams from each division. Yep, I believe the Metropolitan Division. You put the Hurricanes, and I said the Flyers. They are second and third, uh, just behind. I don't understand how that works, but yeah, second and third. Okay, over in the central, Mike, you put the Avalanche, and I went with the Minnesota Wild. The Wild are not. The Avalanche are second. Okay, and finally, the Pacific, you went with the Knights. I went with the Vancouver Canucks. You have number one. I have number two. All right, and uh, finally, Mike, the preseason, Mike, you went with the Knights over the Devils. Where are those New Jersey Devils, Mike? Yeah, they probably aren't going to make it. So. Right. And I went with the Bruins over the Wild. Yeah. So two teams that are at least in the playoffs. Yeah. I said that the Bruins would hoist the cup. You went with the Golden Knights. Yep. Um, and I, I still stand by the Golden Knights. They're doing great. Okay. With that, Rich, um, we have – let's real do our quick hits as uh, the Cubs made a signing finally in this offseason. Yes. And who is that? Uh, they signed Shota Aminga. Yeah, I just wanted, probably, you, wanted to make you say that rather than me try to make it. And it's, uh, it's okay. I probably mispronounced it yeah. anyway. Um, but uh, Aminga was probably like the second best pitcher coming out of Japan this year beside, yep. outside of Yamamoto. Yep. He's a lefty, so the Cubs rotation as it stands right now will have three left-handers in it. I'm okay with that. Um, also, with Cubs news, Kerry Wood and Aramis Ramirez both joined the Cubs Hall of Fame. Uh, and we will talk next week about the UFL, USFL and the XFL joining forces. Rich, we got through most of our outline this week. Good job. 
did. Thank you, Mike. So um, we'll probably talk. We'll probably continue to talk more coaching hirings as they happen. As some some stuff, some coaches hire them hire before the Super Bowl. Yep. But this will probably be a topic that we'll keep on the outline and talk through as 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 uh, hirings get announced. And um, and Mike, we did make a um, our wild card prediction previews. And just to remind everybody the NFL pick'em group that we have. It does the wild card. It goes through the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. So if you're in our NFL pick'em group, make sure to make your picks. Thanks for reminding me, Rich. Still continues, huh? Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome, Mike. All right, Mike. Do you have any shoutouts this week? As we're uh, we're getting toward the end of the show. Um, I do not, but I do have an announcement. Uh, we've been talking about how we're going to do a fundraiser for our Okaboji Esports Pioneers. Uh, esports team the the link is in the description so check it out buy stuff uh shipping is ten dollars if you're going to have it shipped if you want it have it uh have it if you want to pick it up at the okaboji middle school or delivered by me if you're in person um you can have that done uh for free but it's ten dollars flat fee for uh delivery if you want it delivered with that being said rich uh you got shout outs. I, I do. I do have a shout out. I forgot to give it up last week. Uh, but uh, 94 years young, uh, my grandpa Frank. So we went out and celebrated his birthday on Sunday. So uh, He's the reason you're a Cubs fan, isn't he? Reason I'm a Cubs fan. And uh, even at 94 years young, um, watch out for that guy at the bowling alley. He can probably hustle you as uh, he's still a really good bowler at his age, too check that out okay rich with all of that being said people if you want to watch us on facebook it's facebook.com slash balls and sticks if you want to participate in the poll question check us out facebook.com slash fans of balls and sticks or follow rich and i and you will find it where we share it as well also if you want to listen to us in your car while you're driving check us out wherever you get your podcasts rich they they're listening to us but they want to watch us and they don't like facebook how do they watch us uh, look for look us up on the YouTube. Yep. And finally, Rich, what's the time to do? Mike, why don't you go and roll that outro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.